Zito from seventh to first in the final event. You are a champion. And Oleksiak has done it! The girl from the six has got six Olympic medals. The substitute for Canada just about gets it through. It's a glory gold for Canada. Kathy Lifting goes up to Graham, takes the lead, looks a winner, draws away from Graham and Mary. This is a famous victory, a magnificent performance. It is Off The Podium, an Olympics podcast coming to you today for an episode that we've already done. That's right, we've run out of episodes, we've stopped interviewing Olympians, we've interviewed them all. We just we just got to a point where we're like, nah, no more. Michael Phelps, who? Don't care. Same Bolt, don't know who that is. Let's just stop. We retire and move on to episodes that we've already done because we are apparently doing a Rio 2016 opening ceremony review redux. Redux. It's like a duck. Quacks. And it's <laughs> re. Quack. 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 I was just listening to some Eurovision songs a few moments ago. Uh, we're here to continue our Eurovision. No, we're not. We're here to go <laughs> opening ceremony. Ben, I'm sounding like the guy who's giving the speeches in this opening ceremony. Um, we are continuing our opening ceremony reviews. <laughs> and we... <laughs> Apparently on our very second one, Drew one we've already done because our very second episode ever in the history of Off the Podium was our review of the Rio 2016 opening ceremony and that's what we're here to do again. So this is going to be a nice short, sharp episode because hopefully we don't have much to add on what we did seven years ago. Maybe we do. I have no idea. It's exciting. Maybe not. I have no idea. But we're going to talk like this and we're going to have our hands shaking while we're nervous. Uh, My name is Ben and speaking of nervous... It's a man who's never been nervous in his life because he's Jared Lubick. Hello, Jared. Welcome back. Thank you. It's it's good to be back. I'm so happy that we get to talk about this all over again. Oh, aren't we all? I, I, I re-listened to that episode that we did seven years ago and you were very uh, angry at people staying up late. Basically, you were just like, stay up late, get over it um, when it came to watching the opening ceremony. So... Um, uh, actually, no, sorry, it was also to do with the athletes going to the opening ceremony and, and not going to their competition. So you were like, shut up, swimmers, stay up late, stop complaining. So see Sounds if you're right. Are you still on that mindset? Oh, definitely. <laughs> Good. I'm glad. Why bother going to sleep? <laughs> you they swim better sleep. if they don't. Exactly. If you're listening to that, James Magnuson, Mr. Silver Medal, um, London 2012, was it Equinox or all those kind of drugs they were on? Oh, fucking let's not go over that crap again. Speaking of drugs, this man doesn't know what they are. Colin Hilding, welcome back to the show. Oh, thank you. I, I wish that I'd been introed as the boy from Ipanema, but um, <laughs> the man who doesn't know what drugs is will be sufficient. That is the second greatest song of all time. Uh, <laughs> I heard that. Did you know? <laughs> did you know? I don't know what the greatest song is. I still say it's hung up by Madonna, but I don't know what they reckon on this one because I researched that, so I did find out. Oh, okay. I'm glad because uh, Peter Donahan, the uh, Australian commentator, was uh, doing this because we we didn't go back and watch like we did in 26 in our local version. So Jared and I didn't go back to Channel Seven and. Andrew Gaze and Bruce McAvaney and Aruba, Jamaica, and Ooh, I Want to Take You. No, Colin didn't go back to CBC where they were basically going, that's Jamaica. We don't see him. Let's move on. And then basically go over the fact that they thought the torch was going to be lit even better than it was. No, we listened to the IOC dedicated version, the OBS version that is on YouTube. And if you're playing along with our great coverage here, maybe you went back and rewatched. All four hours of it. That's right, because uh, we and had nine minutes. Because we had Peter Donegan, who's actually a pretty esteemed Australian commentator. I'm sure Jared, you're familiar with him. He's been around for quite some time. We also had Jill Clark, a British badminton player who added a lot, and the guy <laughs> who would obviously not listen to anything that Jill said and basically just say what Jill said anyway. As a Dwayne DeLocker or something like that. I think I wrote his name down wrong, but uh, anyway. Um, the point is, we're here to revisit an episode we've technically already done. Seven years later, I would just say this straight away, slightly better than I remembered, but I yeah. also think that's probably because what came after this was significantly worse. So uh, I don't know if it's a positive for Rio that this actually, in hindsight, maybe wasn't as bad as we remembered. But, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say, I mean, this is no Lillehammer. This is no Tokyo, uh, uh, 1964, of course. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Save myself. Um, But I don't know. 
slightly better than I remember. I think he liked that guy again. Jared, what did you think on a rewatch? I agree. I think, I mean, there were bits of it that could have been slashed, <laughs> but the majority of the stuff that there was, was good. Yeah. I had in re-listening to the episode, we were basically like, yeah, we weren't too keen on that. But uh, again, <laughs> we really don't know what was to come, Colin. Yeah, I, I think, uh, I mean, you nailed it. It's it's because of how underwhelming <laughs> the ones that followed this were that this one holds up better. I mean, you could see that this is sort of the beginning of projection. And I mean, obviously, if we now know a little bit of history about this, you know, their use of projection was for a reason. Uh, and it's just been so overdone now, but it was it was kind of minimal here. So I wasn't as bothered by it, but you had a lot of extras. You had a lot of people involved and there was some spectacle to it, uh, but way, way too long. <laughs> I, I tried to find what the longest opening ceremonies were because this has got to be up there, but I couldn't find anything. Uh, I mean, I feel Tokyo. Did Tokyo not eclipse? Because we had two hours of a person on a treadmill, I feel. Um, <laughs> I mean, I think the things that still do not stand out well, is, yeah, there is stuff that is just dragged out so long. There's, you know, some great elements to this, but then there's a preach factor where it's just like, oh, my God, like I forgot how preachy this becomes. But then there's just some fun stuff that all of a sudden I just completely forgot about. Even the Giselle thing now in hindsight, it's like, it's kind of cool. It's kind of unique. Like, you know, that's a bit interesting. We literally had a man run on a treadmill five years later. <laughs> And yet we complained in 2016 about the now ex-Mrs. Tom Brady walking in a final column. It's kind of cool in a way. I mean, I guess technically we got, uh, what's his face, the Prime Minister of Japan with his final appearance in the closing ceremony of this before he got murdered. So, uh, I mean, this was kind of the Olympics of final appearances. Uh, rest in peace, Shinji Abe, is that his name? Or Shinji, you know the guy I'm talking about? Um, too soon, sure. Mario. Mario, too soon. Yeah, he was assassinated like six months ago. So probably shouldn't bring that up. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, but did you the versions that you were watching? I mean, I don't know if either of you are rich and pay for YouTube Premium. But like, did you get like the wheat? Like, I mean, that made it even longer. I think Jared. Like, I mean, I had like twenty every twenty seconds. There'd be a freaking ad. Stupid YouTube. <laughs> I don't remember any ads. I did not pay for YouTube premium. So I don't know. YouTube is doing me favors today because not a single ad. Elon Musk must hate me. Um, just controlling me everywhere. I got, I got a. I'm, I'm not buying enough. They're Maybe. like, well, there's no point. He's not going to buy it. <laughs> yeah. You actually have friends in a life. So you're not on the internet probably as much as I am. Colin, I mean, you've got family and kids. You're probably not on the internet much. No. Um, <laughs> I'm not allowed to be on the internet much. It's mostly the kids watching videos about gummy bears and stuff like that. But uh, uh, I, I watched the same version that you did. But again, I had no ads, but I also don't have YouTube premium. So Jesus. there's a vendetta against Ben here. Far out. I know I got my flu shot the other day and I got injected with 5G. <laughs> but like, I mean, still, I didn't realize they tracked me that quickly. Far out. The government's onto me. I, I missed I, Bruce. I missed Andrew Gaze and who I want to take. Yeah, this just felt weird. Well, I, I, had, I had heard the accent and I'm like, oh, maybe this is the Aruba Jamaica one. But no, it wasn't. I was so disappointed when Aruba well, came I, out. I actually, uh, I think, can I just quickly just jump in there? Because, I mean, back when London had the Olympics, obviously Channel 9 in Australia had it, not Channel 7. And I know Bruce McAvaney did get hired by the Olympic Broadcasting Service to do sort of some of this generic style commentary. So I'm assuming that Bruce is a Channel 7 man. I don't see Bruce defecting to Channel 9. That would be the biggest defection in the history of Australia if he does that next year for Paris. So I've got a feeling that, that Bruce is uh, already on the phone to uh, to Mr. Buck ah, 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 to, um, to, to go there. But uh, anyway, Colin, I'm sorry if I interrupted you there. Uh, I, I've just been going back over the uh, last couple of Olympics. And, uh, well, I'm, I'm all the way back to Beijing right now. And Beijing looks like it's longer, like the 2008 Beijing. Um, I don't know whether there's some, like the YouTube video that's on here may have some filler on there, but it's about nine minutes longer. Uh, this was two minutes longer than Tokyo. Nothing else even comes close. I mean, we're, we're looking at three hours, a little plus three hours is what most hop out at most around two and a half. Uh, this two minutes longer than Tokyo and approximately nine minutes less than Beijing 2008. But again, that Beijing 2008 video, that could be, uh, something with some extra commentary in the beginning. Propaganda. And basically propaganda yes <laughs> Hu Jing Tao is basically uh forcing you to uh to come up but but I mean 
everyone has great memories of Beijing 2008, so that's probably not a problem. So just a quick recap in terms of if you missed our Lillehama one from a few weeks back, what we do here is we separate this into four sections and we give it a rating, each give it a rating out of five and sort of go over. And obviously, given that if you want to hear, I guess, initial thoughts and other thoughts, go way back to 2016 to listen to our second ever episode because we're going to kind of keep this tight and concise as best as we on Off the Podium can do, which is obviously hard. So we've got our cultural section, our parade, our cauldron, which also encompasses other traditional elements such as the Olympic flag, the oath, the hymn, those sort of things. And then you got the speeches and then the other stuff that kind of goes along. Fuck me. Um, do you want to get them over and done with? Shall we start with the speeches? Because fucking hell, these yeah. do not hold up. Um, I mean, <laughs> it's funny actually because I watched this before I re-listened to the episode. So I'm noting down things that clearly seven years ago was also on our mind because we have this dear old president of the Rio Olympic Committee who is just shitting himself. He is shaking like something else. Like he's shaking worse than Michael J. Fox. Like he's holding on to the actual oh. podium. <laughs> oh, sorry. There's a Canadian on the line. That's offensive. <laughs> <laughs> just block that out, Colin. You didn't hear me say that. Um, but he's so nervous and I feel so bad for him. But I also like really like it. He's like, hello, I am the proudest man alive. Yeah. And Rio, we did it. Yes, <laughs> Rio. And then I love it. At one point he mentions the government. Everyone's like, boo, government. <laughs> um, so this guy's name is Carlos Arthur, Arthur Newsman. Um, I, I appreciate him. But again, it goes on forever. Like, cut this guy off five minutes early. And I'm going to give this probably an extra point because I like, I, I like this. He's like the lovable uncle. I want this guy. This is who Joe Biden was when he was vice president. Everyone liked him back then. Um, and then who rocks up old Count Dracula himself? Ah, Lord, the Olympics. Ah, 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 ah. Which did you notice like the microphone must be very, I, we didn't pick up on this seven years ago, but there's like these moments in between him talking where you kind of hear this, like this is he's like so we'd be like going hello rio uh, welcome to the olympics uh, uh, like you just it's this really weird like sound and i don't know what is going on there this course after carlos says he wishes the best sex to the olympics uh which was very yeah. funny <laughs> um, he's uh always believed in the sex is what he said um but like what what is Thomas Parker's one point saying, it's like, the world right now is full of problems. Ha, 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 ha. And this is the Olympic answer. Like, what does that mean? Like, I mean, seven years later and we're worse off than we were seven years ago, Thomas. So he goes on for like 18 years. And then, like, I like this idea of this, like, let's give away a, I don't know, a lifetime achievement thing. Yeah, like, cool. But like, fuck me, 10 minutes. (laughs) And, like, this Kenyan guy, uh, Kipchoge Kano, I'm probably mispronouncing his name. Like, good on him. He's a legend. Fantastic. But, like, again, as we said seven years ago, the pimply pizza face guy from from The Simpsons. Hello, everyone. I'm so happy to be here. Like, obviously, very nerve-wracking. I can't imagine what it's like speaking in front of a billion people. I don't know what it's like speaking in front of two people. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at two people right now. That's all the people that are listening to this right now. But... It like of the three four hours, I swear this goes on for about three of them. Like it's just it's way too long, Jared. Yeah, this was. It wasn't as bad as I remember, but then I was watching it on like one and a half speed. So. <laughs> well, you're not getting ads <laughs> yeah, either. That's that, that is why. <laughs> I wasn't. I'm watching this on full speed. Fucking hell. <laughs> The rest I watched normal, but just this bit, I was like, oh, well, they're not saying anything too important. And when you put them up to 1.5, it was about just like a the regular speaking pace for someone else. Um, yeah, just too much. Um, and preachy, although not not as preachy as I remember it as well. I feel like the Olympics posters have been kind of more preachy, although I really don't know what was happening in 2016 that was so bad. Yeah, Like, like- maybe I've blocked it out, but it feels like, like you said, we're – a lot worse spot now than we were back then. Like there's a lot more going on around the world than there was back then. Um, yeah, it's just interesting. Ooh, like, but I mean, that was the year that all the celebrities died. Remember, like David Bowie died and Prince died and Alan Rickman died. Like that was just celebrity death year, basically, it was 2016. And we all thought it was terrible. But I think like... <sighs> No disrespect to Thomas Bark, uh, 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 but like, uh, sorry, hang on, let me rephrase that. No disrespect to Thomas Bark, Olympic champion fencing. Um, but 
I like he just is he devoid of personality? Like it's just something that, like Jack Rock gets up and he's got a bit of like flailing Juan Antonio's excellency. I mean, come on, that guy was just a legend and I can't wait to go pre Juan Antonio to see what all those old white dudes thought. But like like there's just something about Thomas, that little dweeby little man. Was he making the like it's his first Olympics, my first Olympics. Ah ah ah. And I think he's only got one more to go, so we're not gonna put up with him for much longer, but I don't know. I just like, I don't dislike him, but he's just, I just, give me somebody more engaging, Colin. Like me, yeah. yeah put Colin up there. Give me a Colin. Hey, everyone, I'm Colin Hilding, and it's the Olympics. <laughs> I peed on those rose bushes in Calgary. Yay. Here's a man who never believed in sex <laughs> success. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to throw a chair to light the flame. I'm Colin Hilding. <laughs> there we go. That'll liven up the ceremonies. Uh, yeah, I mean, the speeches are just, this, this is horrible. Uh, the first guy, like, I, I, I like his personality, but he's part of the reason he's dragged on for so long because he says everything twice. Like, I am the proudest man alive. Yes, I am the proudest man alive. I'm like, we know that. <laughs> this could have been half the length if you didn't say everything twice. Um, but but seriously, that that one flub about the, the man who always believes in sex, is just, <laughs> that is the highlight of the ceremony. Uh, the Kenyan, I feel so bad for yeah. him because uh, he had such an epic introduction. I mean, the video package was incredible and him running in with the kids and this guy who's, I don't know, what is he probably like 106 years old or something like that? <laughs> Whatever he is, he's outrunning all these kids and you know, you can tell he's taking it seriously. Too. No child's going to beat the champ. <laughs> he's really into it. And then he gets up there and he's like, oh, hello, everybody. <laughs> uh, wow. Oh, this is a lot of people. Oh. <laughs> And I mean, he could very well have like some type of voice condition and <laughs> we're making fun of him right now. <laughs> it is the worst possible scenario. You got a man who's really nervous and shaking, who's just ran probably faster and longer than he has in 20 years. So he's gassed <laughs> like beyond belief right now. And then his voice is cracking probably naturally, but it just makes him sound even more nervous. It was just all kinds of awful. I don't know why they wouldn't let him just, just let him speak in Kenyan. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's the Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like, again, I, I, this guy's a legend. He's had a freaking asteroid named after him. I'm reading here. So like, I mean, this is how cool this guy is, but like the thing I have, like, you're right. The video package is cool, but, it just goes up like, why is this in the opening ceremony? This is a closing ceremony yeah. segment. Like, this is my problem with modern opening ceremonies. It, it's it's a preach level, and it's just like, oh, we've got to do an award, and oh, we're adding an extra word to faster, higher, stronger, and all these kind of like. I get it. That's what all the eyes are on. But like, pump me up for the Olympics. Like, if I want to see a freaking message, I can turn on any fucking TV show today. Like. I don't know. Like, there's just something about it. And this guy, like, he just bless his little. Oh, I'm so. <laughs> oh my lord um yeah i'm giving this a 0.5 this is terrible this is just, it's just so long like seriously chop this I want real life two and a half speed not even one and a half speed like i mean Lillehammer. i couldn't understand what the norwegians are saying but i was engaged i mean i think like what did i give that like a four back then i think but there was just other stuff around that so no nah, it's it's i'm sorry it's a 0.5 for me colin no, I'm going to I'm going to double yours. I'm going to go with a 1 just because I will not forget this now. I mean, I forgot it 7 years later, so I'm gonna, I'm going to say 100% now I will not forget this because of how bad it is and because of of Mr. Pimply face voice cracking nervous Kenyan. <laughs> um he he makes it memorable, not good, but memorable. So I'm at least going to give it a 1. Jared, you seem to be a little bit more on board mm. with this. So, uh, where are you yeah, going with this? Double it again. Wow. Oh, wow. I think there's there's game worse than this coming up. So I feel like two is an, an okay spot for it to see it. I think Lillehammer and- got the points just because we had the old couple. If we had the old couple, um, you know, like we had two old Brazilians sitting around, you know, going like, hello, we have got squeaky people face, man. Yeah. Like they're not German, but apparently Brazilians say, yeah. Sorry, Colin, what were you about to say? Do you know now how it feels to do rankings with you on Double Laws 7 when you just find a way to put Die Another Day at the top just to work the averages up? Because I feel like that's what we're doing here. I I don't know if I'm that invested in the Rio opening ceremony that I actually (laughs) give a shit. Um, I mean, if this is London and you were doing that, then I would be getting a bit angry. Okay, five points all around. (laughs) I don't don't know. Um, 
Uh, let's do the cultural. Let's do something fun now because this was the one to me that improved. Like this was the one that I kind of just always had this image of like, oh, it was just LCD. They kind of had these like housing and a bit of samba dancing and Giselle. But like I think that it, it actually it, it improved. So like I actually kind of like this opening video with the fun music was really cool. I love these like silver, we called them goon bags, Jared, back in 2016, but like these kind of like, you know, silver sort of bag things that they do. The palm trees are cool. The giant spider guys were cool. Colin, you pointed out back in uh, our episode that the camera angles were all off and it was kind of very weird that we were zoomed in and didn't really get overhead shots, which I agree. I think kind of that was a little bit different. But I mean, other things like the green ropes were really cool. The way they kind of like intersected around everything. I like the boats. I like the plane of the the Brazilian Wright brother, which was kind of cool. They they like this was I think Colin, you mentioned at the top. It's sort of a good integration of LCD mixed with the the real life props. Um, I loved. I actually really liked the kind of bit where they're on the houses and they're dancing, and then the random carnival sort of stuff after the actual parade of athletes was really, really cool. And the Giselle bit, the girl from Ipanema, the second greatest song. I can't wait Colin for the research. I'm glad somebody did it, which was kind of nice. My biggest complaint though, where it's going to lose a couple of points for me. They go on way too long and they kind of like, it loses the excitement. Like it's kind of like that awe and wow. And then all of a sudden you realize like, Oh, it's still going. Oh, it's still going. Like, Oh, it's still going. Okay. Whereas like, I think with Lillehammer, like, we didn't know what was going on with the mole, pe- mole people and that, but, like, it kind of was, it was short and punchy. It's like, okay, mole people are gone. Cool, we're back to, you know, old people reading books. You know, and I think kind of you can fit more in that way. And I, I'm going to be that guy, but I'm also removing points. It's so preachy. Like, it just gets to a point where it's like, hey, everyone, we're at the opening ceremony. Celebrate Brazil. By the way, you're killing the planet. Fuck you. <laughs> Um, so there's an element of the environmental angle though, that I really like, and we'll get to that in the parade of athletes, but there's just, I don't know. Again, we have a 10 minute video, like just put it on, just like literally tag it and say like, and more information on the ISC website now onto Aruba. Like, didn't they do that? I think in Pyeongchang, when they announced the Olympic channel, when you had Kaigo being a DJ, they're like, Hey, we've got an Olympic channel. Check out more at olympics.com moving on. Like, I'm pretty sure they did that. Why not do it here? Anyway, I'll start with you, Colin, for this one. Uh, I mean, some of it's really good, but then there's other things like I, I when I first get the visual of like those spider puppets and then they, they brought other type of like puppet things out later on, it looks cool. But then as multiple segments go on, you just realize like they cut the budget for any type of texture to these things and they just have the, just the skeleton part of it. And I'm sure that that comes down to their whole, well, we're going to be, you know, responsible and we're not going to do too much with props and everything. 10% but, of the budget, apparently, of Beijing and London. But, yeah, and and good on them. But, like, when the only thing you seem to have cut is any type of texture from all your puppets <laughs> and they all look the same now, like, I could go down to Dollarama for $10 <laughs> and get enough construction paper to cover all these things right now. How many kids do you have in these opening ceremonies that are carrying plants? You could just have them pasting and cutting <laughs> construction paper and putting on there and give it, like, some type of texture. Um, I don't think it's just the camera angle. It's like there was also a lack of movement with a lot of these giant puppets. And I mean, I, neither of you have seen it, but like when the Canada Games were here in Winnipeg, the closing ceremonies had like these massive puppets like this that were like, you know, 20, 30 feet tall. And there was like tons of movement to it. And that's what I kind of wanted to see from this. And there's just not a lot. Uh, the, the way that the buildings all raised out uh, of the ground, that was fantastic. Yeah. Um, the So the girl from Ipanema... Uh, it is technically the second most covered song in music history behind the Beatles yesterday. So whether that makes it the second most famous song of all time, I don't know. I feel like that's a little bit like, hey, it's the most popular about, song of all time. No, what about happy birthday? <laughs> well, I mean, uh, surely I, 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 Imagine is, is yeah. the most covered Beatles yeah. song. <laughs> I think the Olympics are making that a thing now. I actually I thought yeah. Imagine was in this opening ceremony. It must have started Pyeongchang, did it? Anyway, sorry, Colin. Yeah, but yeah, Girl from Ipanema, apparently the second most famous one of all time. Um, it, it doesn't necessarily hold up so well when that airplane comes out and you see the wires <laughs> and then you cut and like a split second later, it's already outside the stadium. Like just just allow it to go to the edge of the stadium to create because because if you have that illusion of, wow, now it's flying, that would be fantastic. But of course, then you get the bad blue screen behind it too. Uh, but I mean, all of the the party segments to this, it, the, the it, it, it looked great. You kind of got you know, the culture without knowing the culture. And I think that the storyline that they had was a little bit more coherent. Um, the only part that I really get offensive, the the preachy part was when they were showing 
what all the countries in the world are going to be flooded and destroyed. And then they cut to Brazil and it's like nothing happens. <laughs> That's right. We are the one country in the world that is safe from the apocalypse. You are <laughs> the, burning the, the lungs of the earth, Brazil, yet you're safe. Okay, good job. <laughs> Yeah, it was a little bit of an inflated opinion of themselves there. But, I mean, overall, it still was fun, although way too long. Like, yeah, break it up. Have have a little bit of, like, spacers in between here to not just have back-to-back-to-back segments the whole time. And before I, Jared, I throw to you, can we just say uh, one more thing? Judy Dench, um, which I completely forgot, she's in this opening ceremony. I mean, maybe kind of listen to the environmental message because I'm like, oh, there's M. There she is, short hair and all. So, uh <laughs> Good for Dame Judy Katz's Judy Dench. Uh, now, <laughs> such a bad sentence. Jared Katz's. 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 Isn't that the character from the Hunger Games? Katz's. Cat- Katz's. 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 I don't fucking know. <laughs> Jared, your thoughts. I think this is all so good up until after the plane. <laughs> I love the love like the history, like the indigenous section to like the European arrival and like the parkour and then the plane, like like the ropes in the indigenous section is so good. Mm. I agree about like the camera angles are just off. And I think it's more so like there's no on the ground close ups of anything at all. Yeah. Everything is shot from like far away. I'm like, get a cameraman on the ground with a GoPro, <laughs> just put it on one of the people because you just need some close up shots throughout like that whole segment. But then after that, I get over the dancing so much. There's just too much. And I don't have an issue with the environmental message. I agree. I don't like the whole, like, the video segment of it. I think it would be better if they had, like, done something on on the stage instead. I hate the, like, the intolerance section where it's uh, our differences are uniting us and this, that, whatever else. And like one group of dancers in red and the others in a different color and look, they're fighting. I'm like, pick a, pick one, just pick one <laughs> message to go with. Okay. You can't solve all of the world's problems. Just pick one area to focus on. So that just like annoyed me so much. And it just went on and on. And there were all these dancing segments and it just kept going, kept going, kept going. Like the dancing after the Pareto athletes, fine. Like the Samba section, fine. But way too much kind of right before we get to the speeches if we ever do the closing ceremonies and we get to sydney i mean you think rio you think carnival right and just if no one's listening it's not you know i'm not i can't say it on this podcast it's inappropriate but like it's it's not what noah says on 007 he was drunk he doesn't <laughs> remember but i mean we kind of have like a carnival parade in sydney famously you just got Freaking Paul Hogan standing there waving at the crowd. Damien, rest in peace. Barry Humphreys is waving at the crowd. Like, literally, we have a float parade going around Stadium Australia of just famous Australians. Like, Brazil should have done this, basically, with that. I actually, I, I mean, as much as I love Judy Dench, I wish we had got that Kenyan guy. The environment is causing pain <laughs> to the world. Stop stop burning trees, everyone. Just save the planet. Save it. This is before Greta Thunberg, wasn't it, 2016? And uh, why did the the plan have to be ugly that she kept talking about? Yeah. Breaking through the pavement. Yeah. The plan is ugly. You, the flower is ugly. I'm like, pick a nicer plan, honestly. Do you know what else is weird is that they, they end this with like the upside down peace symbol in green, <laughs> which typically if you turn something upside down is the opposite. Like I think an upside down crucifix is, is like a satanic symbol and stuff. So the upside down peace symbol, are they basically saying a like, war for a good environment? <laughs> <laughs> We I've, want we want lots of mass killings. That'll bring about some some peace in the environment. So, so if you turn off the podium upside down, you get a good podcast. That's how that works. <laughs> you get you get keep the flame alive. <laughs> Touche, you do. Uh, you, you really do. Uh, but they didn't win an award. Um, <laughs> drop mic. Um, they didn't have an award cancelled after they won either. Hey, we're undefeated. We, 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 we almost Will Smithed the uh, the podcast awards. I'm saying right now, like, as sad as I was, they didn't have the category so we couldn't go back to back. At the same time, I'm thinking, like, no, nope, never have it again. Like, we're, yeah. you know, we are undefeated, the undisputed champion. You can never take that away from us, right? So yeah. um, I'll, I'll have that on, on board. I will say, though, as much as it's preachy, right now, even though it goes for about eight hours, better than the singing Imagine. Uh, yeah. Like, stop singing Imagine at the Olympics. Like, bring back the... Whatever to the doves. The doves are such a tradition of the Olympics, right? Like, I mean, we had that from the freaking egg in Lillehammer. It's like, this is peace, be all. Like, oh, stop killing things. I'm Judy Dench. I'm Judy Dench. But, like, like 
freaking Dobbs. What, bring back the Dobbs. Hashtag bring back the Dobbs. Um, the Parade of Athletes. Oh, actually, no, we'll get a ranking of these people, everyone. Sorry, sorry, I'm, I'm jumping ahead. Uh, Jared, start off. What, what are you giving this? I'm giving this a four. Oh, okay. Like I say, everything up till the too much dancing was perfect. All right. Colin? Uh, I'm going to go with a three. Uh, I actually didn't mind the uh, too much dancing afterwards, although there is too much of it. Yeah, I've got a three as well. Um, I think that just so much of it just gets elongated a little bit and just, yeah, you can cut it off and, and just do a little bit. You know, we have four hours opening ceremony here and it, it just, it this is an opening ceremony, it feels four hours. Whereas, you know, Sydney, Beijing, I'm sure when we get to it, London, these are ones that are long opening ceremonies, but I don't think they feel necessary. Um, Parade of Athletes, this improved for me. I, I think that I love the bikes. Can I just say that the, the bikes are the little people on them going, and they've got little signs. And they're all happy. You got little kids coming out with the little seeds and everything. It's great. Um, I'm not a fan of them walking down the middle. That's very Commonwealth Games Olympics. Like, come on, that's cheap. Like, I know, I know that it's not the athletics. They didn't have the athletics there. But, I mean, no disrespect to the great Commonwealth Games. We love covering them here and off the podium. But, like, they always come up with cheap ways of doing it. Oh, we're the Commonwealth Games. You can go over here. You can fly in. Go on a freaking unicycle. I don't know. But, like, here, there's just like, oh, and now they're going to come down the middle and then they're going to fill out. The, it just looks empty and bad. And then they, they sort of they, they get rid of them really quickly, don't they? Even, like, America has got, like, 7,000 athletes. They're basically like, America, China. <laughs> like, it's just like, okay. Um, I, I, I really actually, as much as I go like, oh, preach environmental thing. I like this idea. Everyone gets a seed and you put it in this, the little silver box. And then I, I love that moment at the end with the, the mirror poles that, that blossoms into like green Olympic ring. That's cool. That looks really, really cool. Um, outside of that, um, Australia, green, boring, formal jacket. Great anime is there. She is doing all right. Canada, formal jacket, no capes this time, no uh, Russian hats or anything like that. So uh, that, that's pretty good there. Uh, Rosie McLennan carrying your flag, of course. Uh, I forgot this was the tennis. I, I missed Channel 7's coverage, Jared, because this was when they still had the Australian Open, right? They would have been freaking jizzing their pants with Rafa and Andy and Caroline and everyone going out there cray-cray with that. Uh, I, special note to Norway's jackets. I uh, I do like kind of their kind of bright yeah. ones. This was the birth of our tongue and oiled up man, uh, and also just the Brazilian crowd are very uh, selective on who they cheer for, aren't they? Like it's kind well, of they like, cheered for the Tongan guy big time. But that took them a while, didn't it? Like if you notice it, it's yeah. kind of like oh Tongan guy, there he is, Peter, whatever his name is, and blah blah. blah. Ah, he's naked. <laughs> um, but like America, like oh bow down, everyone cheer for America. Jamaica's a cheer. Canada got a message. Australia didn't give a shit. Um. <laughs> Some of the nations around, like Brazil, I think, you know, like Uruguay and like Peru got to be cheap. Argentina, pin drop. Didn't give a shit about Argentina at all. Um, and the Brazilian bit at the end was kind of cool when the athletes coming out. Brazil's always good when you get that. But nice that we actually, this is the last Summer Olympics we've had where there's a crowd basically was cheering the athletes. But um, yeah, I didn't, I, it improved, I think. I like the mirrors. I like the plants. I like the bikes. It was bright. It was colorful. Uh, it was fun. Colin. I think the the bikes and I don't even know what the people are on the side. They look like dancing juice boxes to me, uh, or like when, <laughs> exactly when you go by like what a, they are. <laughs> when you go by like a pizza place and you got the guy you know, in the costume oh, waving the, the sign, like yeah, fifty yeah. percent off. They kept me engaged, but this is two hours and five minutes mm. of a four hour nine minute over two hours of the athletes coming out. This is the section that when I was watching it the you know, first day I started watching this, I was watching this on one and a half speed. You actually only just finished uh, then, watching it from 2016, funnily enough. Like you finally exactly. caught up seven years later. <laughs> uh, but then um, yesterday I, I'm like, okay, I got to finish this. So I'm watching on the TV, which I couldn't change the speed on. <laughs> and oh, it just, and I was only watching half of it on the TV. And I'm like, this will never end. Um, I thought about the, the easiest way to take this down is have two entrances. Have mm. one country come out and then you can introduce them and then you immediately cue the next country to come out the other side. You don't have to wait for all the athletes to come out. Everybody still gets their chance to wave. If you want on TV, you can have split screens and this could have been taken down by an hour that way. Like this was just so long and so little personality in most of the the outfits they had. Uh, you you want to say something? Ben? I was, was going to say, was, no, no, I'm not offended. It's just a thought I had that, 
do you think it felt dragged out too because we were kind of just watching the OBS feed? So, like, they're just going to be very generic and plain, right? Even I felt their facts no. and things like that weren't fantastic. Whereas if we're watching Australia, we've got the the dumbness of, oh, I want to take you. They're cutting away to Australian athlete interviews. They're getting the, you know, like you get that with Canada. Like, hey, here's Rosie McLennan in the tunnel. We spoke to her just before she came out. And here's this person and that person, if you know yeah. what I mean. Well, I mean, it definitely does, you know, take the excitement down a little bit when the commentary is bland. But I mean, I, I, what I thought about was we're coming off a little hammer where we had no commentary. Mm, and true. I enjoyed that a lot more. Uh, I think it is so much the length of this. And then the outfits just having nothing. I mean, Lillehammer, I was complaining there's too many like fedoras and scarves. <laughs> this was just all prep school suits. Like I, yeah, I, I got said so exactly tired that of back seven years ago. It's funny <laughs> you say that. Yep. Yeah. It's just, it, it's just, it, it's not anything that's striking. And, then so many of the the smaller countries like Chad and Cyprus, you get an Adidas tracksuit, like just plain <laughs> Adidas logo, like nothing. It, I really loved some of the smaller countries though because they had some like Djibouti to me was one of the best because they have like those I don't want to call them skirts because it's the men wear them, but wraps, what leg wraps, let's call them. And they clearly could not move in these, so every man is taking like baby steps, like waddling, like oh hey. <laughs> um, my favorite was Honduras. Because when all these countries got their prep suits and then Djibouti's got their leg wraps and Tongan man's all oiled up, which by the way, that oil was blinding. Like if they had shined a spotlight on that guy, it would have blinded everybody in the stadium. Uh, but Honduras, they get a shirt that says in the biggest letters ever, Honduras. <laughs> just in case the commentators don't know who we are, just in case the graphics fail, we're going to tell you we're Honduras. I think we should wear t-shirts for that for our next opening ceremony review, right? Just with Honduras, essentially. Honduras. Hondu Honduras. Did you like the bikes and the seed planning? Yeah, like the seed planning actually I thought was a really good idea. It was especially funny every time they would cut to an athlete and they'd be trying to stuff into one which was probably already full and they're like, uh, uh, come on, come on. Which I actually... Uh, but I, I mean, I was going to say, just really quick, I tried to Google to see if there's like, I mean, it's been seven years and I couldn't really find it because everything in Rio is like falling apart, right? The pool that's green is, you know, mm -hmm. swimmable now. But I think <laughs> I couldn't find any articles. And like seven years later, this 10,000 forest is taking over Rio. So I think they just went, ah, fucking burn it down. They watered it with the, As the water. As of 2019, the they'd planted 80 of the 11,000 seeds so, <laughs> so doing well typical of the rio <laughs> olympics everything that was uh you know so fantastic is a white elephant basically so it'll be one of those you know dilapidated olympic venue articles on news.com.au soon there's one other thing that i caught which was during iraq's entrance because they all have like a local kid carrying the plant next to them and the child who is walking next to the Iraqis looks so terrified. <laughs> this, this is racial profiling right here, but children in Brazil. He's just like, oh, don't kill me. Don't kill me. Why did they stick me with the Iraqis? And before I, Jared, before you get your thoughts on it, can I just say how weird it was to see Russia? Like, it's just like, this is obviously just after the whole doping allegations are there, but they were allowed to. So this is the last Olympics they were being allowed to compete fully as Russia mm -hmm. and very Russian. Like, none of them look happy to be there in, in general. But like, it's just, you know, it's just, it's weird. Seven years later, particularly them invading like Ukraine and everything. Like, oh God, this hasn't aged well. So uh, good, good for Russia. Uh, Jared. Yeah, I thought it was fine. I think, um, I don't know, it wasn't, it was long. It wasn't too bad. Um, it's got a soft spot because obviously, you know, Raph is there carrying the flag. So and Phelps special memories. Michael Phelps is yeah. there. He stayed up late, mm -hmm. Jared. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Take after the person who wins all the medals. Obviously, going to the opening ceremony is a good idea. Um, yeah, I think standout um, for me, uh, Kyrgyzstan with the the little hats that they had mm. were just on point. Um, Canada, I thought, kind of phoned it in a bit. Like Australia was boring, but Canada's just looked like sloppy. Okay. Like the, the white T-shirt under the jacket it was just a bit too casual. Like I get that yeah. was the look at the time and everybody was kind of doing that. But like, just like tuck it in, well, like the US. Just, just give it a bit of a tuck. In. Like it just, just was a bit sloppy. Just tuck it You're in. You're an opening ceremony. You're not going I'm down Canadian. to the pub. Like put in a little bit of effort. <laughs> I'm Canadian. We tuck nothing in. Nothing. <laughs> let it hang out. Be Scottish. Let it hang out. Oh, hey, hanging out everywhere. I did appreciate that Sweden was dressed by H and M. Um, I mean, really? Yeah, they had like giant H and M logo on it. Like, I think Australia, Paris next year, we should be dressed by Best and Less. That's um, it. Save, save on the AOC budget, right? Dress by Best and Less, but just make sure to tuck that shirt in. You tuck, tuck your bloody shirt in, Anna. 
Um, you need like the uh, like school supervisor before they yeah. eat on stage. All right, come back here. Did you used to get, I used to get detentions if my shirt wasn't tucked in. Did you used to get detentions? We didn't know. It was just for like award ceremonies. They'd always be like, you got to tuck that in. So you would do like the subtle tuck. No, oh, tuck it in, but then pull it out as much as you could so it looked like it wasn't tucked in, but <laughs> technically it was. So you could be like, it is tucked. I hope we're still talking about shirts here. Colin, in Australia, we have to wear school uniform at public or private schools. So, uh, yeah, if you're wondering, like, why would you be going to school telling you to tuck your shirts in? It's like uh, <laughs> Australia, we're very, you know, we're, we're that way with it. Um, pro tuck. Yeah, we're pro tuck, yeah. nip, nip tuck. Uh, did, you, did you like the seeds, Jared? I did, but it's, yeah, it's that whole looking back, like 80. I mean, granted that was 2019, but still like at I mean, least just like dig a big hole and chuck them all in the same one so you can say that you've planted 11,000 trees. Like there's ways around These things are going to be fossilized it. before you get to them all. Just, just a, I mean, I've been to Homebush so many times now that they've at least got a few things out there in Homebush that look a bit like, hey, 23 years on from the Olympics, we've got a pole with a torch in it. Like, I mean, you know. <laughs> Um, it's at least something. Look, I right? could plant more than eighty trees in a day. Like that's just important. Well, go on then, Jared. Do it. <laughs> well, if they send me the seeds, I'll plant them. <laughs> right now, everybody listening to off the podium, send Jared some seeds. Eleven thousand seeds. <laughs> and I'll get it done quicker than they do. His address is Jared Lubeek at emuplanes.com. Um, it's <laughs> just a standard emu plains address. Um, Colin, you can start with this one. What are you going to give this one? I'm going to go with the two and a half. Like it, it, it was good for what it was, but way too long. And uh, I wanted to see a little bit more, even, even the flag bearers, like there was very little personality of the flag bearers. A lot of people were just like politely waving. We didn't get, a, although the, the, I don't know if either you caught, uh, if you got the same commentary, um, I can't remember which country it was. It came out and, uh, there was like a guy who kissed a girl and they're like, whoa, yeah, they're yeah. amorous here in Brazil. Yeah. Oh, the city of love. It's the city of yeah. love. Was it, um, was it Nigeria? They came out and they were like dancing. I think it was one of the African nations. It was so cool. Like the way they kind of like came out, they had just had this like little dance going on. We saw a lot more of that in Tokyo, but um, it was kind of, it was, I think it was Nigeria. Um, I'll go in the middle here. I've given it a three and a half. I, I, I don't know. Like I just, the bikes, like it just considering some of the stuff we've had recently, there's just something just like bleh about it. Um, it loses points for the whole middle down the line thing, but I'm giving it, I mean, maybe in hindsight now that there's only like, you know, not many plants left, but it's just a sweet idea. And, I just, I love that idea of when they get all the planting and they turn into Olympic rings of this, like this green, that was awesome. So that gets a few extra points to me. So I'm going, I'm going a three and a half, which uh, I've got that, uh, that's a point higher than I gave uh, Lillehammer. There you go. Uh, Jared, you, uh, Colin, you gave it the same as Lillehammer. So you're just a middleman on the parades, apparently. Yeah. Uh, Jared? Uh, I gave it a three. I agree with everything. I like the bikes. I like the idea of the seeds. Um, what I do love here as well is single flag bearers. Yes. Except for New Zealand. Just, New Zealand mm. fucking started this trend. Of course they fucking did. Oh, boo, we can't yeah, what decide. Was, what was so with their, their, their like barbarian capes that they were wearing <laughs> for the flag bearers? In our episode in 2016, you uh, made this comment about you watching it with Jamie. And this is when you would only just discover that Australia and New Zealand hate each other. And you're basically like, oh, Ben's not going to like this. He's going to laugh at their outfits. Um, <laughs> Jamie's like, why? He's not from New Zealand. It's like, I'll explain it to you later, Jamie. Um, the cauldron and everything else. Before we get to the cauldron, oh, my God. Um, love the anthem. The the freaking uh, the Brazilian national anthem is one of the best national anthems in the world. So it's always going to be a great rendition of that. I love the kids of the flags, like, coming out and, you know, yeah, fuck yeah, we're Brazil. Um, but, I mean, from there it kind of goes downhill. The act. Why is it the act? president of brazil i know they had that uh the female president for a while in the early 2000s because i know when they had the world cup germany won it she presented the trophy to uh philip lahm back then but i, I don't why could only john Kerry be uh yeah bothered uh, <laughs> well, the zika. But this remember the boycotts back then because zika and i guess john Kerry's <laughs> old enough that he probably wanted to get someone pregnant back then i don't know um but uh and who was i love they cut to australia they they cut to freaking um dear old aoc john coates waving i love that weird wave they do when apparently our governor general was there jared so there you go uh the governor general of canada was there david johnston was your representative i'm just seeing here in terms of who was represent i thought they said president of ecuador rafael nadal but it's rafael correa <laughs> uh the esteemed um so there you go but yeah the brazilian and like I don't know. Like, I get they open it in their own language, but he was just kind of like, I'm not even going to attempt to do a Portuguese accent or Portuguese language. He was just like, yeah, everyone, the, the games are open. And everyone's like, yay, Brazil. 
Um, I love the flag, like when they're bringing in all the athletes and it's kind of like, cool, yep, these are the athletes of the world who are carrying the flag. And everyone's like, yeah, this footballer and yeah, this person and volleyball. There's all volleyballers and footballers. And then they're like, and the first woman ever in the Supreme Court. And she's all like, woo! And everyone's just like, <laughs> like no one gave a shit. Um, kids singing the Olympic anthem, shit. Bring back the Norwegian woman. Didn't like that. Um, I do like the fact that when the flames started coming in the, the ceremony, that I think you mentioned the the juice boxes. They had arrows on them, basically pointing the people, like going, "Hey, Gustavo Curtin, you need to run this way." No, they they are like the pizza. Hey, yeah, exactly. Off pizzas in here. Still, my favorite moment of this is Guga crying as he comes into the cell. Like, oh, bless his little socks. Is he, you know, wiping tears of his eyes and waving? Jared, I know you like that as a tennis fan. So good. Uh, Colin, as I think I mentioned before, you alluded to on the CBC coverage back then that they kind of assumed that it was going to be a bigger and better torch lighting because you've got this the marathon guy who, of course, Pelé famously had to pull out, rest in peace, Pelé, but apparently he was meant to do it. He was sick on the day. So you've got the the famous Brazilian guy, bronze in Athens, got tackled, all that kind of stuff. Well, great choice still. And so he's putting it on the thing. And I think you said the CBC people were like, yes, and obviously there's going to be more happening here. And, oh, wait, no, this is it. Um, which... <laughs> As we commented seven years ago, I'll stick with it. We've got a bloody witch's brew cauldron here. Like, ah, Thomas Park, ah, 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 light the cauldron. And look, in hindsight, compared to Beijing, good. Um, But God, this is underwhelming. They literally have a cauldron on some rope in front of a freaking mural thingy, dangly bits floating around, wind chimes, kaleidoscope, whatever it is. I mean... This has set the tone, hasn't it, for at least the Summer Olympics. Uh, well, no, Beijing. Tokyo was okay. Um, I can't really remember Pyong. Pyong. Actually, no, I do remember Pyeongchang's. Pyeongchang's was okay. Yeah. But um, fuck, Beijing's is worse than this. But, I mean, I don't know. Is this the second worst cauldron lighting of all time? So underwhelming, Colin. Um. Yeah, it's not good. Uh, I, I will say the uh, the, the skull. I'm going to get to the flag next because my favorite part of the whole ceremony is in that. But uh, <laughs> the... the uh, the, the one thing with the the whole sculpture they had, like, it is incredible. When you get that front view of it, it looks incredible. Yeah. But it completely dwarfs the tiny little cauldron you have. Yeah. So there's no focus on what the focus should be on. Like, if if they had even had, I don't know, a bigger, a bigger gap in the center of this and just had this be like a ring with more room around it so it drew your attention to the cauldron, that would work. But this, it, the cauldron just feels buried in here and... I'm sure that there's something like when you light it, you know, there's, I don't know, like uh, the flame goes around. But if you watch this, the guy holds the flame on the left-hand side of this cauldron and the right-hand side lights first, which kind of just ruins the illusion that you're lighting the cauldron with the same flame. It's like, no, you just have somebody pressing the button down there that says, you know, ignite. Um, it's it's very underwhelming. It's, it, it looks ugly. Uh, it It looks even worse when you have this massive sculpture uh, which, why did the Brazilians hire an American? That's the other thing, because this is an American who designed it. Like, everything's about the Brazilian games. You're the one, you're the only country in the world to saving the planet, and everything is Brazilian here, but then you got an American designing the sculpture like that, and that probably cost half the budget of the ceremony. Yeah. You hired an American to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, hire a Brazilian, they'll work for 20 bucks or whatever. Uh, <laughs> the, the flag, <laughs> wow. they probably would. I mean, if you Hello hired to a Canadian. Our Brazilians, they, hard workers out there, keep it up. You're cheap, It's apparently. true, I mean, if it, <laughs> Canadians would probably do it for 40 bucks. I mean, an American's going to car- charge $150,000. Wait, you see Paris uh, but- next year, those cheap bastards. Oh, <laughs> I mean, bit of a 10. But I-, I wanted to take a screenshot when the flag is being handed off. But a-, a screenshot doesn't do this justice. So if either of you have the ceremonies open, you can get to as the flag's being handed off. One of the uh, flag bearers, she's the final female one who hands it off in the back. When she hands it off, she turns to the camera and does the most Karen eye roll I've ever seen. I'm like, who who upset this woman? Because she's, ugh. <laughs> it, it, it's the most unpleasant look I've ever seen in the Olympic opening ceremony. And it's incredible. Like, this made it for me. I'm like, did I just see that? I rewound and watched it three times. I'm like, yes, she is really upset with somebody and letting it be known in front of millions and millions of people. Is this the Supreme Court lady? Yeah, the- I, I don't know. I don't know which one is which, but I mean, she's the the, the last one on the left. And if you if you look it up, you'll see. 
Uh, it, it's spectacular. <laughs> I mean, if she probably, if it is a Supreme Court lady, she's probably just shitty that she got, you know, no one else cheered for her and everybody else <laughs> cared for that. But um, yeah, I mean, I just, I think the, the point about the, the flame thing too, like it is a spectacular looking sculpture, but like, could we not have like, why can't they make those like cool light things on it light up with the flame? Like, I mean, oh, I, I love the excuse they give where it's like, this is environmentally friendly to say it's it's a flame. Like I'm sorry, but like I mean, it just fire. It's natural, right? It's not like this is fucking like let's you know use solar power. Like can't they like do a thing where it's like yeah. and the sun is lighting this up? Like I don't know. It's just this is really set the. Pr- I, I think Beijing watched this and went, hmm. They went that basic. Let's go even more lazy. I, I don't know. They literally get a barrel of fire and lift it up in front of wind chimes. Um, Jared, I'm, I'm, while you're talking, Jared, I'm going to scrolling through this, uh, the Channel 7 one at least, trying to see if I can find this. I, I, I took a screenshot or like a video here. I'll, I'll, I'll try to send it to you guys in the group here. Go, Jared. Yeah, this whole section was interesting. I loved like Google being there amazing and then it just goes like downhill really quickly um i agree with everything about the cauldron like i i don't even care that it's that small but the way that like it's presented it's on wires to lift it up but then why is it attached to like a pole underneath like it just looks stupid like if they had made this just make this thing floating actually inside the structure rather than like sitting like in front of it and getting that horrible like side angle and then I agree with Colin, like, why is an American designing this sculpture? The whole start of, like, the ceremony, they have this whole thing on, like, Gambiara and, like, Brazilians, like, are good at improvising and they can make something out of nothing. And then we get an American in to make this expensive sculpture instead of us, like, getting a Brazilian to make it and sticking to, like, the whole, like, theme of the ceremony. And I'm fine with the whole, like, lower mission cauldron, but then, like, then to follow it up, like, straight after is, like, the game's open. Here's 10 minutes of fireworks. Yeah. <laughs> it's only like one like, of those well, fireworks. Like, <laughs> the, the other thing is, uh, and, and of course we know like this, what didn't stay lit dirt in that stadium. They had the second one, but the way they kind of explained it, the commentary is like, yes, this is a low emission uh, cauldron that we're going to have. And because we're using half the amount of fuel, we made two of them. And you can see the other one downtown. <laughs> I can sort of see her rolling her eyes on the bigger version. It, of that. It's 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 not as clear on the video I shot, but yeah. if you actually look on YouTube, like it is so clear that she's doing this eye roll. I like, but this is. I I don't want to sound like I'm anti-global. I'm like pro-global. I'm not like you know save the planet. All that I'm all on board with that. But like it's just one of these things where it's like we're preaching the world. We're doing this. We're going to save on a cauldron. Like, but as Jared said, you've got the freaking fireworks. You got LED screens. I mean, Gazelle probably cost like fifty million dollars to fly. And how many jumbo jets from freaking Boston when Brady was still playing there and doing a hair up with hairspray and makeup that probably killed seventeen thousand primates in the Amazon jungle. Like, I mean, seriously, like, it's just, it just, it turns a bit hypocritical a little bit. And it's just mm-hmm. like, for fuck's sake, it's a cauldron. All right. Like literally. Yeah. Oh, spectacular. The games are open. Ah, 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 ah. Um, the games of the Olympics are open. Um, but anyway, and Vandalay de Lima, of course, is the name. And I've probably pronounced that correctly of our dear Brazilian friend who lit the cauldron. I'm um, upset he didn't get a t- like nobody crashed tackle from the crowd on his way to lighting the cauldron. I think it would have been a nice throwback. Well, that's again my idea for Brisbane 2032. It's Kieran Perkins falling over and Bradbury picking up the torch and lightning it. So that would have just been funny, you know. Remember when like the like we've had that in the past opening ceremonies, like you know, fucked up in Sydney. So like they kind of made a joke of that. Then Vancouver made a joke from the closing ceremony. Even Russia made a joke of it in the uh, closing ceremony after all those people died when the ring didn't open. But. Uh, yeah, I'll go for, I'm giving it a one and a half. Like, it's like I initially gave it a two, but in kind of rewatching, I'm like, this is so bad. Like, you've just got a barrel that, you know, you're lifting up. It gets an extra half a point for Guga crying. But, like, I mean, and the anthem is good too. The anthem and Guga make this like a one and a half for me. Otherwise, it's probably going to be a 0.5 as well. With the Norway, I don't think anyone's going to ever top that Norwegian Olympic hymn singer. Like, she was just amazing. But yeah, one and a half, Jared. I was slightly kinder. I gave it a two. A two. All right. Okay. Colin. Uh, I'm going to agree. I'm going to go with a two because I actually did like the choir. I mean, it's not a kid's choir. It's like a teen choir or whatever. So um, they're slightly more trained. That's allowed. (laughs) 
It, yep. yeah, exactly. Well, it's not children. It's okay. Yep. <laughs> uh, and, That's why and, I'm allowed to talk about it today. And Karen rolling her eyes like, seriously, <laughs> if you see it, that bumps it up a half point at least. Good old Brazilian Karen. What should be called? Like Karena or something like that. <laughs> uh, maybe. I don't know. Um, so the scores then around the board, uh, Colin, you and I are both ended out on an eight and a half, apparently. So, um, for cultural, uh, I gave it a three for the parade, three and a half for the cauldron and ceremonies, one and a half and the speeches and other 0.5 Colin, uh, three for the cauldron, two and a half for the parade, two for, uh, sorry, uh, three for the cultural aspect, apologies two for the cauldron and the those sections and one for the speeches, eight and a half. Jared, you end up with an 11. So look at you moving up. Uh, four for the cultural, a three for the parade, a two for the cauldron and two for the speeches and others. So overall, out of a possible 60, because that's the off the podium way, um, Rio doesn't crack the 50% mark. It gets a 28. So uh, maybe we, we do need to do this a percentage later on, but... Uh, just a reference point. This is currently coming second because Lillehammer got a 44 and a half out of 60. So uh, there you go. Yeah. But first in terms of the athletes parade. Yeah. So <laughs> depends how you look at it. It is. That's actually, that's a good point. I'm intrigued to see when we get through all 25 of these, how, what comes out of like, you know, each of the sections, one of that. Uh, before we do our draw for the next one, just a few of the other bits we've got to go through here. So uh, just our little moments in terms of the, the weirdest moment, the biggest blunder. Uh, mascot section, which I did catch a glimpse of the mascot. So I'm just saying, uh, and also just the best moment overall. So let's start with the, the weirdest moment. Um, <laughs> speechy guy. Ah, I'm so happy <laughs> to be here at the Olympics. Um, I don't know, Colin. Yeah, I, I was going to go Thomas Bach, uh, always being ready for sex. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the weirdest moment. Uh, that's a good point. Jared, anything else to add or you happy with that? I think the catwalk. Just because it comes out of nowhere. Like, you don't see that coming, and all of a sudden, what? what it like, is very I, I kind of love it now. It's iconic, but no, it, it I comes think, really out of left field. And they, they don't really acknowledge it afterwards either. It's just like, and there's Giselle. And, and she, it's a long catwalk, it too. Is. And she, I <laughs> yeah. mean, she does it well. Like, I mean, it's it's not like she's, like, tripping over, oh, I'm Giselle. <laughs> um, which, actually, on that point, did she ever do another catwalk? Did she stay by her word? Is that her last one? Not her last husband. I'm sure she will marry again. Sorry, Tom, too soon. Um, why didn't Tom Brady? I know he's been in the Olympics, but everyone loves Tom Brady in America. It's just like, hey, Tom Brady's carrying our flag. Why? Because he can. Yeah, I'm happy with that catwalk. Uh, the biggest blunder. I don't know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, the length of the athletes parade, maybe. I, I don't know. Like, is that a blunder? Like, there was, um, there was one other part where I wasn't sure if it was intended. Uh, right before the plane takes off, everybody has those little cubes. And on the top row, they're like fighting for spots and like some are falling and other people are filling the gaps. Like that may have been completely planned, but it could have also just been like, nobody knows what they're doing. Let's just cram them up there. Yeah, maybe. Jared, any? Yeah, I mean, the cubes are just weird, full stop. Cubes? You want to go? I don't know. Uh, I would I would go with cracky voice. <laughs> crackly, crackly voice. Uh, was it a blunder? We don't know. Correctly voice Kenyan. Like, uh, what are you talking about? I always sound like this. <laughs> on this show. Coach Hill's like, hey, man, it's so good to be on Off the Podium. I'm a long-time fan of your podcast. <laughs> um, the, so the mascot, uh, blink and you miss it, but uh, good old uh, Tongan, Peter, Mr. What's-His-Oil, man, he had, uh, I think, one of his mates behind him had a, a vin- Vinicius with him. He was carrying one in and waved it at the camera. So spot the mascot. There he was. Um, so that's our first ever mascot uh, appearance. I don't know. Do you guys pick anything else of old Vinicius? Vin- no. Vinicius? No? All right. Well, I'm, I'm calling that. Best moment. Um, I, uh, I would go with either the bikes. Because <laughs> I just love the bikes. <laughs> um, but I, uh, the, the green laser rope. So I, I just really like the seed bit when they bring the mirrors together with the, the f- blossoming green bits and the, the seeds of fireworks. I don't know. That's probably my favorite. Colin? I, I would go with just for memorability, the Tongan. Because uh, yeah. that was such a huge talking point and still is seven years later. True. Peter. We, we never, I, I know his name is Peter, but I can never pronounce his last name. Um, Jared? I think my favorite bit was was the, like, yeah, the weaving of the ropes. So yeah, that, that, was, that was really cool. That or the puppet boats. But, yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm, I mean, do you want to go with that then? The weaving, the the green, yeah, 
Because that also was the one that I think they kept showing like the highlights of. Green weaving of ropes. Okay. Cool. Rio, done. Now I'm excited for this next bit. Uh, because I'll put the screen share on you people who think that I will uh, uh, cheat here or whatever it is now. Um, put really, it, you've done such a good job of, of rigging things I so know, far. <laughs> haven't I? I uh, deliberately wanted to do Rio. Um, you can see the screen, everyone. Can you see it? The random. All right. Now, um, just uh, people at home. This is uh, andrew.hedges.name forward slash experiments forward slash random. I've entered a number between 1 and 25 and it's going to place get random. Yes, I know. I could go to Google, choose a random number and it would tell me. There's those AI bots right now. Put it out to the universe. I want you each to tell me what your hope is for right now. Uh, Colin, what do you hope we get here? Anything but Tokyo. Anything but Tokyo. Well, you've clearly got us to get Tokyo I, right now. I, I, I would actually really love for it to be Atlanta. Atlanta? I'm down for Atlanta. Um, Jared, any thoughts here? I want something I haven't seen before, so I'm hoping for like Barcelona or earlier. Okay, I, I'm just I'm going to keep saying London or Sydney or Vancouver. London, Sydney, or Vancouver are my three that I want. So, uh, all right, uh, I'm going to press this, and the number we get is the number seven. We're going to Calgary, everyone. Oh, uh, <laughs> Colin's peeing on the bushes. Cowboys. Wow, Cowgirls. and this is one that I've never seen. I've seen highlights. Uh, and I think, mm-hmm. like, randomly when I'd have the Olympic channel later at night, they would kind of be on and I'd kind of just, like, pay loose attention to it. And I feel this one's going to be a quick one because it was the 80s in Canada. Um, so they didn't have much to celebrate back then. So, uh, Colin, I mean, obviously it's a bit close to your heart. You could have gone. It was near you. You're in the same country. You were alive. I mean, I was alive. I would have been, like, nine months old. But uh, have you seen this? Thoughts? Exciting? I've, I've Same as you. I've seen highlights of it. I've never seen the entire thing. Uh, it's a daylight opening, which is going to be another uh, cool thing. And mm. um, yeah, there's, uh, there, there's, there's memorable outfits for Canada in this one. <laughs> Hildy and Heidi or whatever they were called. <laughs> Heidi, Heidi Howdy. <laughs> Heidi Howdy. Jared, I mean, thoughts on this? I mean, we, we, you weren't born. This is the first one I believe we're going to do that you weren't alive for. Yeah, I haven't seen highlights. I have no idea. I'm expecting uh, big things. Heidi Howdy um, <laughs> shooting the Olympic cauldron. Um, that's what I'm expecting. Jamaican bobsled team, Eddie the Eagle. I'm sure they were very much highlighted. Who lit the cauldron in? I actually don't tell me. I want to be surprised when Wayne Gretzky does it twice. <laughs> um, there he is. Uh, so I will say, though, that that won't be probably for a few months because we've actually got quite a lot coming up. So uh, we'll keep that uh, Heidi and Howdy out for you for a few months. Cause in the meantime, we're going to be going on a bit of a interview streak right now. A lot of the ones that we banked last year, we're going to get through there. So next week we're going to be getting back to basketball. We're going to be chatting to Chris Anstey, who uh, played in a couple of Olympics for the boomers and uh, one of the very first Australians to ever play in the NBA as well. So a, a great chat with uh, Chris there. Then in a couple of weeks, I'm getting to skateboarding for the first time. I know you're all pumped and excited to that. We're going back to ice hockey. We're doing triathlon for the first time as well. We have got an iconic Australian commentator who I've been wanting to get on the show forever. He's literally the mayor of a city in this country, and he commentated Australia's greatest ever Winter Olympic moment to so get pumped for that. You hear Colin chat with three women that he's in love with that aren't his wife. And that's always exciting. You finally get to hear that. And then sort of a bunch of those interviews are going to get out of the way. And then we're kind of next time where you and I and all three of us, I should say, are coming together is the World Cup. It's the Women's World Cup in a few months time. We're going to be doing a little bit of coverage around that. And then also around that very same period, we are doing our Looking Ahead to Paris 2024 episode, everybody. So uh, believe it or not, we're nearly a year away from those Olympics. So Lots to come, so we'll get to our opening ceremony reviews a little bit later in the year because we've got plenty to come. And, of course, later in the year too, Pan Am Games, which Colin's driving that ship. I can't wait for Colin to drive that ship. Colin, thank you very much for your time. I appreciate it, and thank you for pointing out Karen's. You're welcome. You're welcome. (laughs) And, Jared, thank you as well for your time. I also appreciate you joining us and pointing out people still need to stay up late and get the fuck over it. No worries. Like, subscribe, do all the things at the end. Say hi to Thomas Bark. That's not what we do. Uh, Meatloaf took the words out. I can't remember all the things. Just do what we usually say because I'm leaving. Suck in a mountain. Put a sock in a mountain and remember to razzle dazzle.